The Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nas Podcast, a podcast by Shepherd Church. Everything we do at Shepherd is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ, and we are expecting great things. My name is Joey, and I'll be your host. And today we've got Joe Aylshire here to help us talk about today's reading, The Truth About Lies, from Rob McCorkle's book, Life and Death, The Power of Words. Then we're going to talk to him a little bit more about what God has him um, here at Shepherd for and what, what all God is doing in his life. So stick around. Well, Joe, welcome in. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. Yeah. Um, I say welcome in, but what everybody doesn't know is that you sit at this table for yeah. every one of these episodes. Uh, he produces this and kind of is really the mastermind behind it. Um, so whenever you want to say that it's going really well, you should just tell him. You don't need to tell me because um, I kind of just sit here and talk. But um, Joe, uh, is, I don't know about all that. Uh, but <laughs> Joe's uh, Joe's the he's the master behind behind it, and we're thankful for him and all that he's doing. And he's going to help us out today. Um, we are still in the midst of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And as a church, we are kind of walking through Rob McCorkle's book, Life and Death, The Power of Words. Uh, and today, our chapter is The Truth About Lies. So, Joe, would you be able to kind of help us see what um, what Rob is kind of talking about in that chapter, um, kind of summarize that for us? Sure. Uh, so he starts with kind of defining what is lying. And uh, which is, I think, a good place to start if you're going yeah. to do a whole chapter about it. So, yep. uh, and he says that it's it's saying something with the intent to deceive. That okay. it's it's not just I gave you false information because I may you know inadvertently get say something wrong. Well, that's not a lie just because I said something okay. wrong. Um, but it's, it's saying something in a way to try to deceive someone okay. and. Um, he actually breaks it down into four different kinds of lies. And uh, the first one is a fabrication where I'm just completely making something up. And, you know, maybe as adults, maybe we don't do that as much. Uh, definitely something, you know, we've seen with our kids or whatever, you know, they're yeah. staying with a mess on their face. Uh, it's got chocolate all over their mouth. And like, did you eat a cookie? Nope. Right. <laughs> so I mean, that that's the the fabrication. Um, the second kind of lie is the exaggeration, um, which sometimes those uh, in in regardless of how you know innocent it may seem, uh, sometimes we exaggerate. Even sometimes uh, we'll have people exaggerate. You know, like. How many were at church? Oh, it was standing room only. Well, was it really? Yeah. I mean, you know, so. Pastorally speaking. <laughs> right. We're going to add 50 pastor, to that number. Pastor numbers. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's making something bigger or better than it really was. Maybe, okay. uh, maybe when you're retelling a story, you're kind of exaggerating your role in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You it's it how people who fish tell stories. Yeah. Right? The yeah. fish was that big. Like this guy off yeah. camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the third thing is um, minimization. Uh, so the, the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, instead of, you know, deceiving by expanding on what was true and, and making it bigger, 
you actually try to make it less than what it was. Okay. So maybe you're diminishing your role in something or something that uh, maybe if you're retelling a conversation and you start minimizing what you were saying in the conversation and you start exaggerating what somebody else was saying in the conversation to play it off a little bit better uh, for who your audience is. Okay. And um, so then the last one is omission. And that is, it was kind of interesting how he um, kind of gave a little bit of nuance to this. He said omission, uh, a lie of omission is when you're leaving something out when you know somebody is seeking the truth. Okay. So when... Uh, it doesn't mean that you always have to say everything all the time and that otherwise I'm omitting and I'm lying. Uh, there are certainly times that you could look in Scripture when, you know, Jesus knew things that he didn't say. That doesn't mean he was lying. But if somebody's asking you something and they're seeking the truth and you're choosing to leave out particular details because you know by leaving those details out, you can change their perception. Okay. Uh, that's the lie of omission. And uh, so when he laid out these uh, four different ones, it, you know, it's, it really makes you stop and think about what you say, how you say it, and how many times do we feel justified in kind of adjusting what we say and we don't maybe consider it a lie, but by these definitions, we can see that sometimes when we fall into those categories of exaggeration and minimization of omitting things that, yeah, in fact, I do try to deceive people sometimes. And um, he made reference to Jesus, of course, being the example in First Peter 2.22. He says, Jesus committed no sin. And then he goes even farther and says... And there was no deceit in his mouth. And uh, I was like, man, that's, that's a, a high bar. It's really, you know, there's no deceit in your mouth. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, as you read and studied and you kind of pondered over this, um, what's something that maybe um, either stuck out to you or maybe challenged you on a personal level throughout that? Well, I think a couple things. Um First of all, there was an example that he pointed out that I thought was uh, creative in the sense that I, I don't think I've heard somebody else expound upon this. But he talked about, uh, you know, after Adam and Eve's sin, that they decided to fashion this clothing with figs. And those figs, uh, leaves were, were made to cover their sin. And the idea that many times when we lie, we're, we're using that lie as uh, metaphorical fig leaves to cover the sin. Mm -hmm. And it does just about as good a job covering the sin as the fig leaves, as the fig leaves mm -hmm. did. Um, That's good. Because, you know, God saw right through that. Like, um, who told you you were naked? Why did you need these yeah. clothes? So, um, so I guess the challenge for me... Personally, um, I think sometimes I'll, I might speak too quickly, and when I do, 
I might say something that will either go into the territory of exaggeration or minimization. And afterwards, I'm like, you know, I probably, you know, I didn't need to say that. Yeah. Or, or, and so I think the challenge for me is like, um, slow down and watch what you say and, and make sure that what you're saying is true. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not going into those vague kind of gray areas, um, and the, and kind of the last thing he challenged with was, uh, he said, you know, that we would live, act, and speak authentically, and yeah. you know, if if we could actually do those three things, and when I say we do those three things, I recognize that we can't in our own strength. I mean. Uh, I think throughout the book, he's making it very clear that we have to be sourced by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's good. And so, I mean, I know that that sort of was, but is there something that um, a, kind of a practical step for people to take um, to help them kind of live a little more honestly? I think I what was kind of new to me was I guess I would have never really put exaggeration and minimization in the lying category, mm-hmm. uh, it makes sense, obviously. Um, but so, what, what's something that maybe we could do, or we could start to do, or stop doing, um, that we could like get just get a little bit better at this each and every day? Well, I th- I think when we talk about speaking the truth, um, it it does have to be through the lens of love, um, mm-hmm. because we can see. The, the other extreme where we just go around and we say whatever's on our mind because we say, well, I'm speaking the truth. Well, yeah, but we're <laughs> yeah. not, we're not called to that yeah. either. No, um, we're yeah. not, we're not called to uh, just speak everything that comes to our mind, but that we would pause when, when we're speaking and make sure that what we're saying is true what we're saying is needed and what we're saying is being sourced by the spirit and not by ourselves. Um, and so in that regards, I think if we're able to, to change our focus and instead of just feeling like we have to say something to fill the space, sure. Um, that maybe we can just take a breath and speak honestly, but speak so in love that we're building other people up because you can't sacrifice one for the other. Uh, certainly Jesus was the example of, there was never a time that he uh, spoke on truth. He was always speaking truth, mm-hmm. but he also spoke it in love. I, as I was reading through the chapter, one of the things that came to my mind was um, when he was brought before Pilate and he said, uh, Pilate said to him, what, what is truth? And I think right now in the world that we live in, where it is so difficult for people to find truth, because everybody has the idea that truth is whatever you make it. Truth is whatever you feel it should be. Sure. And again, that, that falls into this whole category of lying when, when we're minimizing sin, when we're minimizing what Scripture says, or we're exaggerating what Scripture says, you know, we say, well, God is love, so he must accept everything. Or we say, you know, well, the scripture says this, so you can't be this way. And, and we, 
we end up taking sides and we go with this exaggeration or minimization instead of speaking truth with love like Jesus did. And when he saw the woman in sin, he was like, um, you know, he never diminished Mm-mm. what she did. She ju- he just recognized that everybody standing around was in the same boat. Yeah. And so he was looking for a path out of that, not to keep her in it. Awesome. Well, hey, stick around. We're going to we're gonna take a quick break, um, and then we're going to come back, kind of talk about maybe what, what God's doing in Joe's life and kind of hear a little bit more about what he gets to be a part of here at Shepherd. So don't go anywhere. As we conclude our 21 days of prayer and fasting in January of 2023, we want to invite you and your family to a praise and worship night on January 29th at 5 p.m. There we will sing, we will pray, and we will thank God for all that he has done. And as we anticipate what he is going to do, we'll seek him. So don't miss it on January 29th, 5 p.m. right here at Shepherd. If you haven't taken the step of baptism in your life yet, we want to invite you that on February 5th, you could take that step. Baptism is a moment in which you're able to say that Jesus has changed my heart on the inside and I want to proclaim it to the world. If you'd like to sign up for baptism, you can do so by filling out the Connect card, letting us know that, or you can go to our website and on the right-hand side under Contact Us, you can click the link that says, I want to be baptized. Pastor will reach out to you and we'll get that scheduled. All right, Joe, thanks uh, Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for kind of walking us through that chapter. Um, I think it'd be great for people um, to get to know you a little bit better um, and kind of hear about what you get to be part of here at Shepherd. You have a more behind-the-scenes role that not everybody might know about. So could you kind of give us, you know, what is it that you get to be a part of here and, like, what are you, um, what's God doing through that? here at Shepherd? Well, uh, I get to be a part of a lot of different things, yeah. which is fun for me. I, I, I really enjoy that. I, I love uh, the opportunities that I have. Um, on a Sunday morning, you probably will rarely see me sitting in the sanctuary. But if you're ever wondering where I am, you can probably open the door to the control room and see me in there. Um, I'm very much involved in the tech team and the live stream production. Uh, also, uh, you know, now with us being up at Johnstown, yeah, uh, some of our uh, tech leaders will um, take turns being up there. So sometimes I'm up there if I'm not in the control room. Yeah, uh, and then uh, kind of more some of the behind the scenes thing is, uh, you know, working with the structure of the website, working with social media. Um, kind of helping shape some of the things that we're doing as far as kind of online outreach. Um, certainly the podcast kind of falls into one of those categories. Um, and through all that, uh, it's it's really good for me. Uh, it, it, it's encouraging to me to see when people are responding, when people are being able to use some of these tools to, to help grow closer, or even if they've never had a relationship, that maybe 
one of these things that they see or hear uh, will bring them a little bit closer to Christ, will bring them closer to having a a relationship. Awesome. Well, uh, what about, you know, tell us a bit about your family. What's, what's going on? Any, any fun stuff? Um, you guys with kids, what's, what's going on with them? Well, uh, yes, I do have four kids. Uh, the youngest of which is a sophomore at MVNU and the rest of them have all graduated from MVNU. Um, so we're hoping at some point we're going to lobby to have a building with our name on there. Uh, (laughs) no, you have to give unattached money. So the money you've given has gone to tuition. I see. You have to give unattached money to universities for that. Uh, so (laughs) yeah, all all of our money has very much been attached (laughs) for sure. Um, so they're all doing well. Uh, my oldest Joshua is married to Lauren and, um, they just recently had a baby, Calvin, and uh, he's very much involved in our tech. Uh, he's kind of our live service coordinator, um, so he does all the scheduling for mm-hmm. services and stuff like that. But he'll be on here. I was going to say, so don't take us, don't steal a thunder. Take all that stuff. A couple episodes from all now, right. they'll get to hear him. So, uh, and you know. Um, Faith is my second. She's mm-hmm. also very much involved. She's married to Daniel. Great guy. They're involved in tech. They're also life group leaders um, here at Shepherd. Uh, my son, Caleb, uh, married to Melanie. They just had a baby recently, too, mm-hmm. Ellie. And um, he is the middle school youth pastor at Grow City Naz. Um, and Melanie actually teaches here at the school. Uh, she does art and music. And so uh, Luke is involved very much with the, uh, the praise team and worship arts. You might see him on drums, might see him on yep. bass. Uh, and then he is studying to be a music educator uh, okay. up at MVNU. Awesome. Now, last but not least, certainly most important, because all four of them would not be possible without my wife, Susan. Yeah. And um, we have been married uh, for 31 years now, and... Uh, loving every day of it, yep. and uh, we have just as much fun today as we did the, the first day we started dating. Uh, we were high school sweethearts uh, from the end of our junior year on, and okay. uh, have not been uh, apart since. So, pretty excited about that. She does also a lot of, of well, she does a lot of crafty things. She, mm-hmm. she has, I've heard. Yes, there's like reputation proceeds. I for- have. Uh, and then, like, most of our basement is a craft room. Um, but she does, uh, I love the stuff that she does, and she does it for our family, and she's also very much involved in the tech stuff. So uh, we get her involved here at the church as well. Well, I've been super thankful for you, Joe, for um, all that you do. And one thing you didn't mention was that you, again, are pretty integral to this process and getting this podcast going and helping us out with that. So we're thankful for you, man. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode of the Shep Nats podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your audio. Don't miss an episode. We expect great things and we hope that you'll continue to join us. So as always, you can learn more about what's happening through our app, our social media pages, and at ShepNaz.org. For Joe, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening and have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.